0: Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 173. We are back. We skipped a week. We're back here with episode 173. And on this episode, we discuss five things that we hate about the cigar industry. And this is our cigar shop slash lounge edition. So we won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's get into it. Stuff. is that what it was yeah pretty much yeah because like he he resigned technically but i was like i look like a karen you do look like a karen you also looked like a karen in high school i don't know if you remember what? the the swoopy haircut that you had with the spikies in the back
1: oh that is totally a karen yeah haircut. you looked
0: like um uh john and kate plus eight the the wife kate i guess oh yeah you looked You're you had the same haircut it it went from emo haircut to like really pissed off angry mom haircut, which <laughs> technically is the same thing. Yeah. They're both very angsty.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, parenthood, bro.
0: Yeah, I know. This, you got to
1: You've you've
0: essentially your child number 2, but really it's child number 3. You're living a house full of kids. Yeah. Which I think if anyone were to make a bet on who would have more kids at this particular point in time in their life, it wouldn't have been you, but no, you're currently but winning three.
1: They would have said, Chris is too irresponsible <laughs> to have a child.
0: Yeah. They, they were saying that after Kay hey, was born
1: and they were right. <laughs> it <should've> pulled out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should have, you definitely should have pulled out. Yeah. What okay.
0: are you thinking? What am I thinking? What were you thinking? I don't want. I don't care about what you're thinking right now.
1: <laughs> Have you ever just like wanted to like medically induce a coma?
0: That's uh, what I'm yes. thinking currently. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you wouldn't be
1: blamed. And like, really do it right, like Kill Bill Volume One, where Emma Thurman is basically in a hospital for a few years. Like, I want to wake up and the children be old enough that I can handle them. <laughs>
0: yeah that's not that's not a terrible idea it's actually a pretty good plan yeah i I always said i would be um i'd probably be like that father that just sends their kids to boarding school and then tries to develop a relationship with them like way later in life you know
1: yeah like hey sport you want to play baseball it's like dad i'm 34 yeah i stopped playing baseball when i was seven
0: (laughs) yeah kind of like our dad (laughs) (laughs) kind of speaking of yeah Dude, that guy, that man. I He's swear a bit much. <sighs> yep,
1: he sure is. Man is full of third person. I don't even know how to describe the way he talks. Like, I don't it's know. Like,
0: did he just go off the rocker? Like, I'm still confused as to, like, why he says the things that he says. It's very confusing yeah. to me.
1: I feel like you need to quote him. So, for for anybody listening like i, I had yeah. a baby last week on the 2nd and uh we've been sharing a lot of photos uh with the family members and everybody yeah. cuz everybody's yeah, like let's time. see the little girl let's see the baby yeah and you know when you post photos to family members, you get what 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 type of comments do you think you might get, Corey? Oh
0: my God, she's so beautiful. What a precious little girl. Right. Even what if it's an ugly baby? baby, right? You'd right. still
1: say you're like, Oh, that's a pretty baby. Like, oh congratulations, right. she's adorable. Right. Blah, 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 blah. No, not our father. Our father likes to direct statements to the baby as if the baby it had is a phone capable in their hand. Yeah. Is capable of reading it herself right. and comprehending what he's saying to her. Right. All the while saying this publicly in a group chat. Uh, and it's quite creepy.
0: Yeah, so so I text you and I'm I am and i am looking down at my phone because I'm trying to find the text messages. I text you after dad had texted a few times in responses, and I said, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't this kind of cute reaction from dad that is insanely innocent yeah. if it wasn't to his granddaughter your child it would be really creepy it's the kind of thing someone would say to someone that they have locked up in shackles in their basement like when yeah. you know standing over their sleepy lifeless body and they just start to open their eyes and then you say something real creepy that it's like
1: like, hey, let's let's do a scene. You pretend to be baby. I know for okay. you guys, uh, you, you really can't see Corey's facial expressions. But act like a baby that's just waking up. Maybe give me some like, eh, eh. Uh, and and approaches grandfather uh. with his baby tied in the basement. Good morning, precious. Uh. <laughs> what were some of the other ones he was saying? Um, like, sunshine and...
0: I don't know. I can, I'm really, I'm so far back on the text messages that I'm that I really only found a few of the ones that I said, cause I, I went overboard with it and dad doesn't realize that I'm making a joke of this. At least I don't <laughs> think he does, Yeah. but, uh, and one of them, uh, Kelsey sent a picture and I put wake my precious. The world has so much in store for you on this beautiful day. And, uh, Then dad ends up responding. Mom responds, you're killing me, LOL, because she's in on it. Mom knows. Kelsey goes, ditto. And then dad goes, good morning, my precious baby girl. Heart emoji. (laughs) But there's, you know, it started, it started so, oh man, it started so far back. Um, Let's see. I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to, try to find a few of them that I thought were really funny. There's so many. And it starts, it starts with dad just saying like the weirdest shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, Yeah. That is so beyond creepy, even for me. And he's my dad. Yep. So it's weird that, you know, it's like if anybody from the outside in read any of his text messages, they'd probably do that. Ugh. That's like yeah. what it's like. And it is totally innocent. It's just my dad doesn't know how to be a regular human, especially in text messages. Like he doesn't, he never, you know, it's like our generation has been acclimated to text messaging and phone usage for a long period of time. This has only been a short period of our father's life of which this kind of technology has been at his fingertips. So he doesn't really know, just like you would understand etiquette in certain situations, my dad doesn't understand what I would consider text etiquette. So that is essentially what he's doing throughout these text messages. He doesn't realize that what he's saying is creepy because he has no etiquette to support what he's saying. There's no he's not learned the lesson of what to say and what not to say, which is I mean it makes it so goddamn funny. I
1: feel like at some point I'm going to have to play the creepy grandpa too, you know? Maybe just for I hope so. Tackles.
0: Like man,
1: (laughs) such a looker. she's such a looker. You know, if we weren't blood, (laughs) I just might have a go at it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Dude, it's oh, I, I mean, there's so many text messages, so it's hard for me to. It's hard for me to find. Oh yeah. It's hard for me to find some of the ones that I had that I'd sent, but oh my god, they're so fucking funny. Just dad's responses to shit. And then my response is back. Like there's points in time within the text chain where I'm very, very obviously making fun of dad. But he's everybody's laughing. He's too. He's laughing. just too out of it to understand what I'm doing. Like he doesn't realize that I'm that I'm making a joke, which is to me is arguably even more funny. Um, yeah, there was one where I said, "Sleep silently and gently, you precious angel on earth." <laughs> <laughs> a smile that would brighten up a cold, dark world
1: <laughs> And dad's response is more like Like supportive Like maybe he does know we're making fun of him I, I, I'm thinking he doesn't
0: I don't think he does But,
1: but I think it's like He was responding to it in a way It's like, good, that's a good one, son Oh, like, he that's did a great I, one. On,
0: a, on a few of them he, he then piggybacked off of what I said He was like, oh, exactly You know, what yeah. a beautiful world Yeah, there's one where I said, um, sleep peacefully, baby girl, as the night will harbor your dreams and prepare you for the morning to come. That was probably my favorite. (laughs) And uh, and oh, yeah. Then dad goes, how true, baby? (laughs) With a baby emoji.
1: (laughs) That's the best part. Oh, shit. You can't see it because my camera
0: won't zoom. But literally, he says, how true, baby? With a baby emoji. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) what does it all mean i don't
1: know i don't know it's crazy yeah it's yeah it's it's, uh it's been it's been quite the week it's been a very exhausting week i'm glad i get a little reprieve in a a basement of a home which isn't mine
0: yeah Uh, i was gonna say i didn't know whether or not this would be a warm welcome for you to get back to the podcast or one that would feel exhausting but either way the show must go on
1: (laughs) Show <laughs> Hey, when you get up on that stage, I don't care if you're not feeling or not, you should have called off before you got up on that stage because you have a lot of angry fans. Yeah. You just well, up like, I can't do it today.
0: Well, last week was obvious, right? And I called that one. You didn't even call it. I said, uh-huh. no podcast this week. You You need to take some time and be with the kids and all that stuff. I mean, that was the right thing to do. But yeah, I mean, like I'd have to imagine. Being inundated with taking care of three kids, this is probably a much needed hour, hour and a half break.
1: And it's difficult. Like we're living the American dream. It's a blended family, where in a country (laughs) where sixty plus percent of American couples and married couples divorce.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot, and
1: a lot of them have kids, and it's a blended family, and we have a blended family, and it is challenging. Yeah, you have a very blended family. family. There's a lot of
0: there's a lot of weird things like the just like the background of how everything happened and how everything's interweaved and interlaced it's so crazy like it should be a book
1: it should be like a short novel I know and I think that really the biggest challenge is the kids that's yeah, that, that's course. the thing that is like a issue like the kids are the issues and it's not so much like you know like they're gonna dismantle everything it's just it's it's so different the dynamic of of putting children who aren't like blood relatives right, into the same household and then wanting them to play brother and sister.
0: Right, to acclimate together. But, you know, that's just a thing that's going to come over time.
1: You know what I mean? It will.
0: Like it's it not – I, I don't think there can be an immediate expectation that, you know, but, everybody's going to be, you know, hunky-dory. Yeah, it's but it's already
1: happen. testing everyone. Yeah, and, I could imagine. And like for me, I'm I have a, a bit more pain. I'm, I mean, I'm stressed, but yeah, you're like, a patient person. I'm like, well, it's kind of it feels normal to me.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm I'm used to this.
1: And everybody habit. else, is like, no, it's not. And I'm like, I don't mean that. I, mean, I could be wrong, but that's just me. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> like, no, I
0: get that. Like,
1: yeah. I used to threaten you. I used to threaten your life, like at least once a quarter. <laughs> you know? Right. I can recall a moment where we used to fight. I mean, it's a story that I don't know if we've ever talked about on a podcast, but um, we got in a fight over Silly String. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've probably said this before. I'd be surprised if
0: we hadn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's possible.
1: But we got in a fight. So we went to the store. We used to ride our bikes around around everywhere, and we had a friend over. And Corey got Silly String, and we went back to our mom's house. And My mom's house had a front porch, a little pond in the front. And then a big pillar that held up, like, the front top overhang to the door, you know, right, right. so you don't get rained on, whatever. And uh, Corey started spraying us with silly string. Maybe, <laughs> hey, this is a good time to see if our stories also don't line up yeah. based on what we remember. Of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know I'm going to call you out if I if I hear yeah. some fucking
1: bullshit. Yeah. So uh, this is how I'm <laughs> retelling the tale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I remember Corey spraying us with silly strings or silly string, and and I think either me or our friend got a hold of it, and we started spraying Corey back, and sounds about right. Corey got mad, and we were I was laughing at Corey.
0: I he am the sprayer of string, not everyone else. That's why yeah. I was upset.
1: Yeah, and I and and I was laughing at Corey. Corey got so mad that he grabbed my black and red Dino bike that we used to take the Delco Park to do, like, little trial jumps, you know? He threw it into our pond, and it broke the stem on the seat. And at that point, I became infuriated that I grabbed his blue and silver dino bike and threw it on top of my bike. I no longer cared about my bike. It was about yeah. fucking destroying his property now that I a, took his bike. We had bike.
0: a pond full of bikes,
1: like <laughs> a trailer park. Threw his bike into the pond. Then I remember we kind of started getting into a tussle in the front yard. Um, Corey ran inside, locked the door on me, which pissed me off to no end that I knocked the pillar over that was holding up the overhang of the door. It fell through the window that was lining the sides of the door. So we had windows on the sides of the door. It fell through the window. I pushed it over <laughs> into the window, yeah. busted out the window. Yes, um, And then... I noticed the door was locked, so I kicked it in. Both padlocks broken. Kick it in. Corey's in the kitchen. He's holding a knife, and I'm like, "You gonna fucking stab me, motherfucker!" And then he literally puts down the knife, going, "Eh, "I don't know if I want to kill him just yet." Puts down the knife, grabs an aluminum chair, chucks the aluminum chair at me from about ten to fifteen feet away through the dining room to hit me. At the time, I'm trying to go after Corey. And our mom's boyfriend, Jerry, got home from work probably about 20 minutes earlier than this. And he runs down half naked, (laughs) dripping wet, (laughs) trying to break up us from killing each other.
0: I want (laughs) to preface. He wasn't just hanging around half naked and wet. He was in the shower.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good detail. He was in the shower. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm infuriated. He's trying to break us up. He's talking to our mom on the phone. I can tell she's living on the phone. He's telling her she needs to get here now at the house. I run away. I don't have a bike. So I'm running. So I run down the street only about a block. Uh, I didn't want to get too far. It was in the afternoon. I ran, I ran down the street. Corey's still in the house. I remember it's like, I just want to fucking kill him. And then, um, I calm down and I come home and mom's already there. And Jerry's in the living room. And, uh, I walk in and the first thing out of, I think Jerry's mouth or mom's mouth was, do you realize what you fucking done? Your brother is upstairs with a loaded pellet rifle, willing to shoot you if you come at him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done it. That would have done
0: it. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's nothing in there that was super inaccurate at all.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: actually, from a memory perspective and a time frame perspective, it seemed like it was pretty on point. Yeah, yeah it was just really dumb shit that uh, that we did. Like it was so stupid. And you think back on it, and and the the other thing too is like, you were a very angsty kid. Like you were very in your feelings about a lot of stuff most of yeah. the time. Like you're you're, and I don't mean that bad. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you're very much feelings oriented and feelings driven. I was like Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son. Like, (laughs) I would have fucking killed anything and anybody. Like, I had no feelings. (laughs) So there was like this weird difference from an emotional perspective between you and I and the way that we reacted to stuff. You would get heated, but you could also rationalize things. I would get heated and just see blood. Like, it was totally different. Yeah. And we would both react in a way that was violent, but it would be it would be from a different place. Like, yeah, it, it was just so different, and it was weird because as we got and I don't even know the point of which you and I got to good because most of our childhood, I would argue, was probably not that great.
1: There's a lot of fighting. There's a
0: lot of fighting. There was like a point and I don't even know when it was. It must've been some time in high school.
1: I think probably when I turned 16, I want to That's say. That's kind of what I'm thinking.
0: Junior. Like maybe you were a sophomore and I was a freshman. It actually may have been the time of which you started driving me to school. Yeah. And then there was, and then I think there brought a commonality in the friends that we hung out with because we were so close in age. So we had the same friends. Yeah. And then I think playing music together. Like that turned for us. That turned our our relationship was a complete 180. After that, like we yeah, never yeah. fought, like never. After that, never. we never got in a fight. Never had a fight. No, I don't. I seriously think from that moment to now, I don't think we've ever actually gotten a fight, like an actually yeah. yell and like very you know mean and malicious. Never. Like we may have been like, "Hey, fuckface," <laughs>
1: like, are do you doing?" Like fucking clean the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Like stupid, just dumb shit, right? Yeah. But not fighting. That yeah. just hasn't occurred since then. So there was like a weird point where we found some strange commonality and then we both just matured to a point where it was like, and we'd never even talked about, why did we do that shit? It was just like one day we were good and it was good. Yeah. Which is really yeah, strange. It's very bizarre. We never had to like therapize the whole thing. Yeah. We just,
1: we just one day were like, okay, a, let's be
0: normal human beings. It took
1: a 16 <laughs> solid years to get there. <laughs> yeah. And then 16 was, years later, here we are. Which is really, progress. it was really uh, strange. If if you're my child, and for whatever reason you go back in the archives, or if you're my children, I should say, um, if you're my children and you and you manage to go through the archives and come across episode one seventy three of the Hot Ticket Podcast and you reach this point, I want you to understand that it's kind of normal to fight. And there'll just come a time yeah. when you'll go from what you think is enemies to like best friends.
0: Yeah, and I don't think there was a lot of fighting and adversarial things that we did that were unhealthy, but then there's a lot of it that's just childhood shit, right? Yeah. I think I think it I think the hard part was not so much the relationship between you and I, but the relationship between you and I for mom and dad. Like that yeah. was that was what I think. Like mom, I'm pretty sure wanted to murder both of us. All the time, yeah. like literally oh, yeah. all the time. And I think dad was just kind of like, ah, I'm going to get him on the weekend. So hey, the boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I only got to deal with them two days. So fuck it <laughs> like every other week. But yeah, it was, it was, it's strange to think about, you know, half our life ago, like how different shit was so different. And it's so. weird because we got we got way closer over time. Like, way closer. I mean, we fucking lived together for how many years? Like, it was a while. Yeah. We lived together for a long while. And, like, like that's...
1: 2009 or something? Or 2008. 2008.
0: We bought the condo in 2008. And then you moved out when you found out you were having kale, so...
1: 2013.
0: Yeah. It's a good chunk of time. Yeah. You know, that we lived together in harmony for the most part. And, like, never really had issues. It was just... Yeah. It was what it is.
1: Thankfully, it was just, like are you going to clean the kitchen or
0: dude mostly it was your fucking or like it or was why your,
1: couldn't you pay the the cable bill on time
0: yeah what well, well, was that it, was on me
1: it was mostly
0: it was mostly someone else in the scenario that made me angry
1: oh i know i hear you there yeah, yeah.
0: so that was that was most of my problem. it was
1: it was a, it was a, that was a that was those were trying times with girlfriends too
0: yeah yeah they and were. they kind
1: of they perpetuated. They perpetually got worse for me, but uh, <laughs> even after I moved out. But yeah, yeah.
0: definitely trying times. There's no doubt yeah. there. Um, so I wanted to show you something real quick, which is why I want to yeah, show. This go game. for it. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. Let's see if she pops up on the screen. Let me know when you see that guy.
1: Oh my word! Is that your dog?
0: Not yet. So there's two of them. So that's choice okay. number one. So are people we, who are, are we picking those, dogs? Yeah. Yeah, we're picking okay. dogs on the podcast. Okay, okay, so look at his smile.
1: So, so we have a black, what looks to be no. He's
0: some, a he's a blue Brendel. Some type
1: of aborigine man, very furry, <laughs> um, with uh, hazel eyes mm-hmm. um, and very elongated, droopy ears.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, those are those ears are getting fixed tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we got number one. Okay, number one dog.
0: There's number one. Mister Smiles. Uh, let's see if now okay so just think about mr think about mr smiles okay
1: (laughs) these are brothers by the way (laughs) they're brothers they're probably polar opposites (laughs) just wait (laughs) wait wait okay so hold on Okay, I'm just going to be real with you. Dude, he's thicker than a Snickers, too. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) He's the dumb one. (laughs) That's the dumb one. But here's the thing. He's probably going... He'd probably be the most loving one. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, when you're you're a hot person, you could be an asshole to people. Because people are going to be like, you're still fucking hot. Yeah. When you're ugly... You gotta be nice. That's your one main quality.
0: Yeah, they're 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 definitely
1: <laughs> did, I, did I literally just say that? That's the most shallow thing I've it, ever, you definitely ever did. said.
0: Um, yeah, they're brothers. So one is clearly smiling, he's a little smaller, and then you have he's, the old
1: He's a good looking dog. Then you have the old
0: Grumpalump. <laughs> <laughs> which which by the I way, so I was on the phone with the breeder today and he said he was gonna keep Grumpy. Because he, is, he has the correct aesthetics for a show dog, so he was going to keep them, but he had a black one that came out of the litter, so he, he was like, it's a 50-50, I'm either going to keep this guy or the black one. He couldn't believe that this one wasn't snagged up in some of the other champion ones because of his aesthetic is like the true Corso look. The other one's a little smaller and a little thinner, the one that has the smiley face. Yeah. He's not as aesthetically sound for a corso. Now I'm not these aren't champion dogs for me, so I'm not showing them. But um the the telltale thing would be we're gonna go see him uh in a few days. So we're gonna go up there and that'll be, you know, how they react to us and how we feel in the moment will be the choice of which one we get. But yeah. It's between smiles and fucking old grump face. <laughs> <laughs> Grump face is going to be big He's going to be yeah, thicker looks, than a Snickers dude He is stout The other one is looks, a little smaller He's going
1: to be a 160 pluser He's,
0: he's going to be a big fucking boy He's going to be a big boy But yeah the he choice the is between the two So I
1: think he's going to be a big dumb dumb. Because if you looked at the photo again I don't know if any of you picked it up in this YouTube video But if you look at him again I'm noticing a blind spot If you happen to stand directly in front of his nose He clinically cannot see you You're talking about Grumpy? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I like about him too though is he has the white marking on his chest and the other one doesn't. So
1: I I think he'll be a a pretty dog, but I will say as a puppy goes, the first one is a very, very cute puppy.
0: Yeah, the first one is more like cute puppy look.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but doesn't doesn't have like the traditional corso aesthetic. Like he's not he wouldn't be like he's not gonna be, you know. He's not going to be great for like a show dog or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, the second so.
1: one's Lenny from Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> is, it, is that what the book's called? Is Definitely it called not. Grapes of No, I think you're what thinking of What's
0: Eating Gilbert Grapes, still the what's wrong... You're thinking of Mice and Men, Chris. No, the Lenny, answer is of mice, mice and Men. Grapes of Wrath, what is that? They're smiles, so you can see smiles. Oh! Yeah.
1: He's, they both have the same eyes.
0: I know, yeah, and they'll stay that color, by the way, so they don't get darker. They'll... He's
1: solid black.
0: No, they're not black.
1: Oh, they're not. They're they blue. Crying?
0: They're blue Brindle.
1: Oh, okay. He looks dark. That one looks dark.
0: Yeah, it's just the way that the sun and like the way that he he shot yeah. the yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be one of the two that we Hell get. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about it and also really nervous at the same time. And by the way, there's no such thing as a dumb corso. They are geniuses. Which is well, I even mean more dumb. Like you mean goofy.
1: Relatively. Yeah. Maybe like the dumbest of a cane kind of corso. Is still smarter than a Labrador, but he's on yeah. dumb dumb scale on that kind of thing. Yeah, course he though. may
0: he may be on the dumb dumb scale in, in terms of uh corsos. But he um,
1: he looks like the one that'd be most playful, I feel like. The grumpy one? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Lauren likes the grumpy. She likes dogs that have that grumpy look. To me, I don't care. I think it's more about how their dog reacts to us, is gonna yes. be kind of where my thought process goes, you know. Um, Well,
1: there's there's two tricks. There's two things I do when I'm um, selecting a dog, Corey. The first one is you kiss it and if it licks you back, that's a good sign. That shows that the dog can be affectionate towards you. The second sign is you slap it in the head and see if it wants to bite you. Now, if it wants to bite you, that is a sign of aggression and you don't want those because even the most affectionate dogs can still lash out at you when you continually smack them.
0: Yep, you'd be a great trainer. <laughs> you'd be an A plus trainer. That's exactly what trainers do. They smack the shit out of the dogs and see how they react. <laughs> uh, it's like you
1: lost a finger, Bill. Oh, well, I was I checking say, this dog for aggression issues and
0: I will say this. You know, the people who foster or sorry adopted uh Caden who no longer yeah. have him, um, that tactic was a tactic that was uh employed by the uh the male no, uh, owner and it didn't work out well for him. No uh, it didn't. Thought he was gonna lose his arm. <laughs> yep. So yep. bad idea. Don't slap a corso. Don't slap any dog, period. But yeah. definitely don't slap a corso because they don't slap back. They're gonna bite your fucking dick off.
1: Yeah. And they have the bite pressure was like eight hundred pounds it's, or some shit It's like an that. insane
0: I mean it's something you don't want to fuck with, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean I had Caden bite on me before and it's it's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It feels, it feels, it's very terrifying. Yeah. Um, All right. We should get into this. Uh, So we are kind of rewinding back. We did an episode. Shit. When was that? Probably not too long ago, maybe 15, 20 episodes ago. Probably. Maybe even less than that. And it was all about things we hate, five things we hate about the cigar industry. Now, we're doing the same thing again, and there's tons of things to talk about. But in this particular case, we're talking specifically about shops and lounges. Five things we hate about cigar shops and lounges. I've got a plethora of topics to talk about, but we do need to keep it to five, and we can save more for later, right? There's going to be numerous amounts of times that we're going to be able to discuss these things. But I would say topically um let's keep this one to five and question is where shall
1: we begin chris well i had so this was such an interesting one because i i would say i have so many pet peeves yeah right there's so many pet peeves but when you use strong words like like hate hate hate, Mm. it, it needs to incite a certain reaction from me to make it feel like yeah i literally can't deal with that yeah that's fair um and the one that that always comes to mind is is is, is let's just put it this way. A lounge that resembles someone who has unkept coffee-stained teeth. <laughs> Yellow-stained right. right. and dingy.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I definitely hate that.
1: What is bizarre to me is I've been in lounges where... They clearly have some form of, of air purification systems, um, have you not? But they do very little to maintain and upkeep those when they have people in there everyday smoking and, and you know, blowing out all their smoke. And what happens is, is like they, they, they you know, they had those what normally would have been like white stained tiled ceilings are literally sticky yellow stained. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. how bad and how long are you gonna let this go?
0: <laughs> like- yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing too because I think there's a couple different instances and scenarios of which that kind of thing occurs. One, it occurs in places where ownership simply don't give a shit, right? Or they have a really subpar filtration system which is most of the smoke, instead of being absorbed in a unit that exhausts the smoke, it simply absorbs into ceiling tiles. Which I think it's weird, topically. Ceiling tiles, drop ceiling tiles in a smoking lounge seem like a terrible idea, idea to begin with, right? Because they're it's very porous. Yeah. They're very porous. They, they absorb literally everything. Um, So I always find that to be kind of strange, like why wouldn't you change out your ceiling material anyway so that absorption doesn't stay there? Because not only from the aesthetic piece of it, but just from the smell perspective, right? People like to go to cigar lounges understanding that you're going to smell cigar smoke, but you don't want to feel like you're drowning in cigar smoke. So places like that where everything is bled through the materials consistently have that smell to them. Um, which is a really big turnoff for a lot of people going to a cigar lounge to smoke. So that's number one. The other part about it too is it doesn't take a whole lot to clean. I think part of where that comes from is that for that kind of gunk and smoke absorption to materialize takes a long time. So if you're not regularly upkeeping things, and and this I'm I'm saying this as devil's advocate on behalf of the ownership of a cigar lounge, it's much easier to clean the floors than it is the ceiling. So I think part of it too, is we understand that smoke rises is that the ceiling's not getting cleaned very often, but then there's the other part of it too. So you don't have a drop ceiling and you have a regular drywall ceiling. Right. And there, there are certain things that you can do. There's primer coats that you can put over it like kills, um, that'll, that'll keep a lot of that, um, uh, odor absorption out in a way There's a lot of product that you can use and it takes just a little bit of effort and time and a little bit of effort and money. Um, But it's something that will give you some longevity in terms of keeping and maintaining color, not absorbing odors and smoke into the ceiling tiles. Um, There's a lot of things you can do to kind of prep and plan. So you don't have to do that ongoing maintenance very often. But what's striking to me is that even some of the better lounges that I've been to in terms of like inventory, or I would say popularity, a lot of times have that fucking gross gunkiness everywhere where it's like, I knew at one time these walls were white and they are not white anymore. It looks like someone painted them that kind of yellowish gritty smoke color. Um, but it's not, it's just a smoke. It's just, that's what it, it ends up kind of turning into over time.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And think about it. That's someone's mouth particles. Everywhere. Everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a little bit
1: of you is being it's like, left behind every time you leave. It's like imagine taking a bath in uh, like a thousand people's spit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's kind of.
0: Yeah, I see what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, so it's just it's just it's just weird. And like, I I may, I may be forgiving if it was like a carryout stop. You know, it's like don't worry about the inside. You're here to get your shit and lit, get out of here. Right. But this place has a lounge. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. I mean, you
0: owe it to your patrons, and I've often thought about this too. It's like you owe it to your patrons to provide the best experience possible. When someone's going to be spending at a minimum an hour in your lounge smoking a cigar you should be able to provide them the aesthetics right i mean that's yeah. what a cigar lounge is for if you aren't doing that then don't be pre- don't prepare yourself to open a lounge don't yeah. don't do it if you don't have something that is going to be comfortable and inviting it's like it would almost be like paying for a premium experience but getting like a really shitty off the highway motel instead yeah. of a marriott like the reason a marriott is a marriott you're paying a little bit more of a premium than you would in like just a regular, again, off the fucking highway motel is because you get those aesthetics, right? You get the comfort of those places. And part of part of the comfort that you get in a cigar lounge is making sure that everything, including smoke absorption into the walls and then the fucking like faded, nasty colors that, you know, and there's, you ever notice there's some parts of this, like I've seen this in, in lounges before like if you have a table, let's say, positioned here in an open space here, you oftentimes see a darker ring or a darker area of smoke directly above that fucking table. So you can yeah. see the exact rise and absorption of smoke over the place that's more populated than the places within the lounge that aren't. And I always thought that was funny because like you could literally look at the table and look up and go, oh, yeah, there it is. And that's
1: literally some man's breath. You know, literally into that's a lot
0: of men's thousands and thousands and
1: thousands of breaths. That's that's a man's breath entombed into the porous ceiling tile for all eternity, so long as they have that in that goddamn place and refuse to clean them.
0: Yeah, there's and part of it too is like just there's an unsanitization piece of it that is a little alarming. That's the
1: biggest thing for me.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, I'm thinking of a lounge specifically, and I'm sure you're thinking of the same one where it's like not even just the ridiculous amount of smoke that has clogged the fucking building, but like everything else around the building. You know what I mean? Just being very unkept and not tidy, and to the point where it becomes unsanitary. So, there's a difference between like clutter and messy. And then there's, oh, that's just gross. Like that's gunk yep. and buildup and bacteria and all that. And to me, in a lounge, um, you're paying for, it's called premium tobacco for a reason. You should be able to get a somewhat premium experience um, yeah. sitting in a lounge smoking.
1: You know what it's like if like going into this place, I know some of you guys are not going to get this reference because you got you're around the world, et cetera, et cetera. So like you're going to have to look this up. But you know what it reminds me of? Is if I was going into Trader's World to buy cigars?
0: Yeah, that's what it's like. Exactly, like you know what you are getting into with the Trader's World experience. By the way, (laughs) Trader's World is like a little. It's like a shoddy. It's actually really large, but it's a shoddy flea market, literally down the street from where I live now. (laughs) Um, Like that. That is that is the exact experience that you would probably get from a traders like that's exactly what you would expect but that's what you get at traders world you know what traders world is a bunch of secondhand goods and fucking taiwanese tommy hill figure fucking shirts
1: <laughs> like old nokia that, phone covers that <laughs>
0: tommy has three m's in it <laughs> like, Yeah, like that's what it is so you know the experience that you're getting you don't expect anything different but in a cigar lounge i have higher expectations i i agree with you that is something i hate as well yeah um, all right, moving on. How about this one? This is, oh, this one grinds my gears. How about the cigar sales rep that'll push you to a cigar that he or she knows you won't like, but they're going to make more commission on. That drives me fucking nuts. I've had this happen so many times where someone asks me, what do you like to smoke? And then you tell them, and then they literally will recommend you a cigar that is nothing like the profile that you suggested, not a cigar brand that you're going to like at all, but they have some sort of fucking five pack deal that they're doing, or they have some, if you buy two or you buy this or you buy this or whatever the fucking, the complexity is around how they get paid off of it. They're literally just ushering you into cigars of which they make more commission on. So instead of really taking care and listening to the customer it's all about the almighty dollar, which ends up just being a whole, probably an almighty 10 cents per stick. But, um, that, that drives me nuts because there's, I don't like as somebody who's been in sales for a significant period of time, there's always items that I work with at my organization that have certain spiffs on them where I make more money. Right. So I could sell something and make, let's say, an additional $200 just for selling this one thing. And that's very common. But Mm -hmm. if it doesn't meet the need of the customer, I won't force it. Ever. If it does meet the need, I'll suggest it. But I never force it. So first and foremost, I'm always looking at identifying products in my organization that are going to meet the immediate need of the customer. And in the cigar world, I've met so many fucking reps that are the exact opposite of that. I've met far more like this than I have a people who are very authentic and saying like, hey, what do you like? And then actually have a conversation with me as far as like, oh, have you tried this? is like very similar in flavor profile. Like oftentimes, like I just use this example because this happened to me before yeah. where someone asked me, hey, what are you really enjoying right now? And it was like right when I was getting into foundation. Like it was really right when I was getting into um like I just had the tabernacle and I was really interested in some of the other foundation stuff. And they started rolling out with you know, more and more into, uh, into their lines. I think, I forget what had come out at the time. And this particular shop had just gotten some foundation in. I was like, Oh, I'm really digging the tabernacle. Well, I'm like, Oh, if you like the tabernacle, you'll love this Gurkha. Like this Gurkha's right up your. I mean, this is, I'm telling you, this cigar is going to be great. I think you'd really
1: enjoy this. And I go, a Gurkha there. <laughs> they're, it's like, it's like going into targets, like, and the, uh, the, uh, floor staff watches you wander along the shelves and they're like hey is there um hi is there anything we can help you find today and you go well i'm looking for like where the orange juice is uh, but i can't find it oh, okay okay well um well are you do you need jeans <laughs> do you need a pair of jeans yeah and
0: you're like, what
1: <laughs> did i ask for fucking jeans
0: yeah, it's really, it's really strange, and I don't like it because it puts me in an uncomfortable situation when I just, when I have to be like, listen, what the fuck? Like you are not any for. And usually, I'm obviously really nice about it, but there's there's been a few times where I'm like, you couldn't be more off. Like this is ridiculous. And you know that it's just them trying to push you to whatever sort of deals that are being run or something that may be manufacturer funded. Again, that's like a back end commission or spiff program. But it just oh. drives me nuts because you're just not paying attention to the consumer and the consumer is what's ultimately going to continue buying from you.
1: Oh, here's a pet peeve that kind of lines up with this one. When a sales rep uh, comes in, like, can you he help you with anything. You're like, no, I'm just browsing. But they choose to tell you like a fucking shadow. and they're oh. just like, You're just like walking. And they're like fucking right on you and they won't leave you alone. (laughs) That happens
0: literally. That that shit drives me fucking nuts. I like the places where I go and it's like, hey man, browse around. If you need anything, come get me. Yeah, So that's it. That's all I need. I don't need to have a conversation with you. I'll ask you if I have a fuck question. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, Let's move on from there. How about, um, this, and I've heard this before and I actually have heard this multiple times. It drives me nuts. A guy who thinks lounge is made for men and services at the lounge should be provided by women. So, and what I mean by that, let me get more specific. There are certain men that believe like there should be, uh, girls just meandering about a cigar lounge, serving you hand and foot all the time. Like you have some sort of like, um, I would say like concierge fucking lounge service. You have uh, you have somebody that's like always going to be there at your beck and call. And by the way, that can't be a guy. It has to be a girl. I've literally heard that before. I've heard it multiple times in different cigar lounges across the country where there are certain men and cigar lounges who absolutely refuse to be served by men and are usually demanding to be served hey, by women.
1: Listen, this isn't Hooters. You know, do you go into Hooters for the wings? No, you go in there for the tits and ass, right? If you're going to cigar lounge, I'm not going there for the tits and ass. I'm going there for a goddamn good ass cigar. Yeah. I can care less who fucking serves me as long as they're clean. They aren't licking my cigar and and, <laughs> and cutting the cut. Ca- yeah. That's that's another pet peeve. When someone like wets I used to, I tried uh, it to yeah, see what the difference uh, would be. When you lick a yeah. and you like lick the end of your cigar and then cut it with someone else's cutter. I know that's a pet peeve across this industry and it always comes up, but that one is seriously one. Now if it was a girl, it's putrid. Maybe this is being sexist. You'd take a lick of that lollipop. I'd probably take
0: it. I don't even know if I would then just because you never know when someone's mouth has been like, how do you know that girl just didn't schlob on a cock like five seconds before that? Like you don't know. Like she could have literally blown some dude in the parking lot and swallowed it all. And literally comes in and just licks the end of cigar and fucking cuts it. And you got some fucking dude's man blow in your mouth. It's like, this it's
1: tastes not like a pube. It's like, oh, fuck, it is a pube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never want that. Yeah, that is one. But yeah, it's it's so ridiculous to me that like, I don't, it's weird because I this is not a majority thing, but it's, I've heard it, I've heard it frequently enough to, to talk about it. More often than not, you get people who don't give a shit. Most of the people who are at cigar lounges that we know and that I've experienced, and again, across the country, are really fucking cool people. But every once in a while, you get a couple of those fucking douchebags that have these weird expectations. Like, I remember one time at a cigar lounge, um, there was a woman, not attractive, came into a cigar lounge in Chicago, and I remember... Sitting in the end seat, I'm furthest to the wall, so she's furthest away from me as she's entering the room. And I see everybody's head turn, right? You see, I mean, and and I'll say this, a lot of times it is kind of shocking. And I don't want to say it's like, oh, hot lady, lady alert, but almost like, oh, shit, there's a lady in here. Typically, you turn and then you just look back wherever you're looking, you're watching TV, you're having a conversation with someone. The polite thing is to say, ma'am. Ma'am. Um, but I remember hearing this guy in Chicago, this very unattractive lady came in and she was clearly there meeting somebody. Like she was looking for someone cause she kind of like peeked in the room and walked about and he was just like, Oh, she can come sit on my lap while I finish this cigar. And I was like,
1: Oh,
0: first of all, not attractive. Secondly, what? Like, I, where did that, co- like, where does that come from? Like, the, the cigar <laughs> lounge is like an, an off-limits place to where you can just act like a fucking doucher. Hey, like, it's like, it's like, cigar lounges aren't fucking
1: Vegas. Hey, Gory, see that hot-ass broad across the lounge, my friend? Man, I would pay her anything to sit on my petite Robusto, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right?
0: Exactly. Oh, it was just like... And it it's weird because I hear that shit often. I was gonna make this its own separate topic, but it reminds me of that time. Um, essentially because it's only happened once. Actually, I think it's happened twice, but this one I very much know it happened. The one time I went to the cigar lounge and the guy brought a hooker with him. Mm. That was interesting. And in the back of her legs, oh, yeah. one leg what said Ruth. You one said Ruth, and the other one said less <laughs> on <laughs> the back of her legs. Um, and she was hey. clearly a hooker.
1: Hey, if you guys want any more contacts, it's the same lounge we were talking about in the yeah. first thing. Like, we don't hate.
0: bring a fucking hooker to the cigar lounge. Like, you've, don't you've do got it. a
1: dirty hooker in a dingy lounge. Dude, she,
0: and I, I say hooker because she wasn't an escort. Like, there was no, no. class, to who She was as Dayton, fucking Ohio. She was hideous. I mean, she looked like she just got off a meth bender. Like, very, very bad. Like, don't do that. Don't bring that into a cigar lounge. Like it's not, not only is it not necessary because you aren't, there's, there's nobody in there you're going to impress. So it's not necessary, but it shouldn't be allowed. Like the cigar in, in, even I talked to the, the manager of the cigar lounge shortly after, and he actually broached a topic and I didn't say anything. Um, he was like, yeah, I should not have allowed that in here. But I mean, at the same time, how, I guess how do you stop it if that guy Pays for I don't know I don't know if there's any sort Of legal percussions with that because I she Wasn't smoking but I'm sure he bought enough for Her presence to be there so it's like I Don't know if you can put up a sign that says no prostitutes Allowed
1: but um, you know it was It
0: made it uncomfortable for people in the room It's like what yeah. the fuck
1: super fair point Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever Heard of an Escort service in Dayton outside of Like Ford yeah. You know <laughs> Like, that's like the yeah. only f- escort that I could think of. <laughs> and guess what?
0: They've been discontinued.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you're right. I think we only have prostitutes. So, if you're going to take a prostitute to a dingy lounge and uh, be sexist and, and talk about how hot it is at the woman's own lounge, that's kind of odd, man. It's just so. It's like, there's a reason women aren't going to come to a lounge because that shit, like, goes through the grapevine these stories go through the grapevine (laughs) and it's like no one wants to be subjugated to this type of mentality it's weird
0: too like the whole the whole like wanting women to serve you and i know that there's lounges that do have that because i i think a lot of it is just like there's an outdated mentality to it right to the industry where it's like cigars are for men and i think a lot of that gets negated as time goes on because I think it is more female inclusive than it ever has been. So I think that dynamic has changed a lot already and will continue to change. I just think it's weird that like someone would put that as a demand. Like I only went women serving. I was in a, I swear to God, this is no joke. I was in a cigar lounge outside of Detroit and I remember hearing a guy say that because in Detroit, you can smoke at like, you can serve alcohol. So you can do, you can smoke at a lounge and you can drink obviously at the same time. Right. And I was sitting, um, I was actually sitting in a lounge chair. My back was to the bar, but I could hear the guy behind me. And there was a guy who worked there that was really working the humidor and not working the bar, but asked the guy if I, if he could get him something, he goes, no, I'm going to wait for the pretty girl to come back. I want the girl to serve me. And I was like, oh and the guy was like all right <laughs> it's just like the dude that was there the guy that was working by the bar is like okay and he waited and she came back and that's how that that's what he wanted that's how he wanted to get served oh. and i was just like man that's just gross and he was like in a you know business outfit and the whole thing i was like ah
1: fuck man. yeah, oh, just, yeah i agree gross. with that one that one's that one's that one's cruddy how, that's a crusty one we've had we've had dingy and uh, stingy and cruddy, you know? And cruddy. Let's see if we
0: can add more to the list. How about, and I, this is a fun one for me personally because I've experienced it so many times, um, the topic name brokers or jokers. Um, there are an insane amount of cigar brokers out in the cigar industry. And I think for the most part, there is a necessity to who they are and what they represent, right? Because not every cigar brand is big enough to have sales representatives, and I understand that. So I'm not saying all brokers are jokers, but there are certainly many, and this is an area that I have some expertise in, not in the cigar industry, but unrelated to the cigar industry. I've worked with brokers many, many times in other pieces of business, and uh, I would say the ones in the cigar industry are by far the worst, and here's why. Um, what I cannot stand, and I've, I've experienced this in a lounge in northern Kentucky, I went there to grab specific things and there's two things in this conversation that really fucking turned me off. Um, I was looking for specific cigars that, and these cigars were not represented in the brand lineup of the broker who was at the lounge, the cigar lounge that day. And he was promoting deals that they were doing buy five of this, buy one of this, anything from this Mm -hmm. particular factory or our organization. Um, that we contract for is inclusive, blah blah blah. So they're doing all these fucking deals and giveaways. So I get in there and he walks up to me and he's already, you know, like some people just have that air about them, like it's like you can already tell they're gonna be fucking super cunts. Like you're like, I'm not gonna wanna talk to this guy. Um, he walked up behind me and he goes, Hey, just wanna let you know we're doing a deal on blah 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 blah. blah, he just threw up on me all this shit. And I was like Oh yeah, I'm not here for your stuff. (laughs) And by the way, his stuff I could already get from people he works for. So that like, not that he needed to know that, but it was like, I already have a lot of this stuff from the person you report to. And that person reports to the guy who owns the whole thing. That's where I get my stuff from. So thank you. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not here for any of that stuff. I appreciate it, though. And he's just like, what are you here looking for? And I told him I was looking for some Davidoff cigars. And he goes, huh, Davidoff, garbage brand. And I was like, whoa, this is a fucking broker that said this. A broker in the cigar industry called Davidoff a garbage fucking brand. So not only did he poo-poo on the brand, but he poo-pooed on my selection of the brand. That was just number one thing that pissed me off.
1: Way to be a friend with you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no shit. Number two thing that pissed me off is as my search continued, there was another cigar brand um, that I was looking at. There was like a fucking incredible deal on. I, I I can say the brand. It was Illusione. It was the one-offs. They were selling the fucking one-offs and the Coronas for like seven bucks, Dang. which is in fucking, so like half the price of what they usually are. So I just cigar. like, I literally grabbed them by the handful and as i grabbed the cigar that guy was coming up to my right and he goes oh the Illusione one off he goes i must say it's not as good as the original one off and he was like and he said what did he say not a lot of kick to that cigar he's like it's he kept saying like it's pretty subdued and then it wasn't as egregious as the first thing he said about davidoff being a, like a garbage brand <laughs> but he said something along the lines of like um you need a little bit more power behind your cigar and then went back into The fucking like sales pitch into their brand, which are known to be more in your face, bold kind of flavors. So he eroded. He tried to erode my interest in this one thing and then tried to pivot me into this is why you should try our stuff again. Not knowing not knowing who I was and not knowing that I already had their cigars, plenty of them in my humidor. Um, continued to try to have that conversation with me. And at that point I was like, dude, I literally this exact, I was like, dude, I'm not interested in what you're pushing to me right now, period. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, all right, man. Yeah, no worries. No worries. He's like, uh, if there's anything else you need, let me know. He's like, I'll be here today and I'll be here tomorrow too. I'm like, cool. I won't be here tomorrow. So I'm yeah. going to get my stuff and then I'm going to leave. Cool. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hey, hey, pal, would you like to try one of my cigars? What it's kind of what it was like. You? What, are my, what are my cigars? What are you looking for? What are you looking for, man? What can I help you with? What do you want?
0: Yeah, I kept saying that too. I remember like in his first original pitch, like we make stuff for everybody. And I was like, I know your brand better than you do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You certainly don't. You don't make something for everybody. The Just profiles kidding. of your cigars Just are.
1: right You said Davidoff. Shit. Dude, he <laughs>
0: called Davidoff a garbage brand.
1: I was what like, up? what the fuck? Let me ask you this. What other shit brand do you like? Yeah, yeah, no
0: kidding. (laughs) Like, rule number one, don't shit on other brands. Rule number two, don't shit on a fucking brand that is a monster in the industry.
1: And don't shit on a customer for liking what he likes.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing, too. Is like, he never, again, kind of goes back to like what I was saying about sales reps. That are at cigar lounges like you need to seek to understand what people enjoy and then try to walk with them through here's what and here's the offering I think of which you may enjoy based upon what you're telling me that guy was just like deal the fucking day here you go boom we've got something for everybody. I was, Dude, hes he literally sounded like it was like a used car salesman, right? Like the ones that you see on the commercials early in the morning that are like, you won't believe this deal. And the car like pulls up and it's like $7,495. This Chrysler Pacifica can be yours. You know why you like this car? It's roomy. It's spacious. It'll get the family around and it meets all the safety standards. And you're just like, I want a sports car. I don't want a Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> Like, that's literally what he fucking did. And he was really obnoxiously rude about it. And I remember talking to someone else in the industry about this guy because I did know his name and I never asked it. And then I brought up and I said, I mentioned who he was. And they, he was talking about like, oh, he's like in the Midwest territory. So like this is Northern Kentucky. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, know was. he knew exactly who it was. And he goes, that guy's a fucking idiot. And I was like, makes sense. Cool. And I've seen the guy twice. I've seen him out you, twice. I don't think
1: you understand, pal. For $40, you get $10. And now that's already a sweet ass deal. I'm already giving you a sweet ass deal. But what you need to understand is it also comes with a commemorative silver plated coin that says, (laughs) In God we trust, United (laughs) States of America. I don't understand how you won't take this deal. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's literally, it's
0: literally I was trying to sell it. And it was great because he's like, anything from our factory. And there was multiple brands that they had contracted for that were there. And I was like, I was like, no, yeah, I get it. I'm like, I get it. I have them at home. So no, thank you. But no, thank you. Yeah, that drove me nuts. It was really. Uh, it That's, was a really fucking That's a good one. That's a very long. good one. Yeah. Brokers are jokers. Um, this one is more funny and satirical and it's for you specifically. And so okay. I titled it the guy who brings a gun to a cigar fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. So for most people have already heard this, but if you're new to the podcast and you've not heard the episode, uh, Chris literally (laughs) kind of quasi had a gun pulled on him at a (laughs) cigar lounge (laughs) by a guy who simply wasn't prepared to use it. And Chris de-escalated the situation as he usually does by laughing and making jokes, um, which seemed like at the time maybe it further fueled this guy's rage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what was crazy was, is I heard this story secondhand. I wasn't at the lounge that day. Chris was there. And then there was numerous people who had witnessed this who I had not yet talked to. But it was part you telling me the story and then part everybody else who was there when I finally came to the lounge telling me how fucked up it was. And I was like, holy shit. Not that I didn't believe you. But getting the secondhand count, like just the recap from other people who were there were like, that was really fucked up. It kind of intensified the situation because there was a choir of voices talking about it as opposed to just one. It was almost like solidifying the seriousness of the situation, which I already told you I thought was very serious, but you were just like laughing about it. (laughs) But everybody else, I remember when I went there, finally got there, they were like, yeah, it was really fucked up. Like, that was a really fucked up thing. And I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, a guy fucking pulled a gun and, like, put it on the fucking table like he was going to do something with it. yeah. Yeah, like, pointing towards Chris at a cigar lounge, which, you know, that's a weird thing, too, because... I've never carried into cigar lounge because usually I drink. I'm very, very careful. I, I, spe- I mean, specifically as it relates to the laws around concealed carry, I do have my concealed carry license, but like, if I know I'm going to drink, there's no way my gun goes with me period. Yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to mug me, just find me at a bar. <laughs> Cause my gun won't be with me. Um, I'm very careful about that. Um, for, for legitimate reasons, but like, you know, cigar lounge is kind of a weird place because you, uh, you, to me, there's a few things. One, you're typically always in good company. So I'd say for the most part, there's not any, and, and I will say this, it's male, it, it is male dominant, whether or not you want to yeah. believe it or whether it should be or shouldn't be. There's usually a lot of really big fucking motherfuckers in cigar lounges. So like anybody who's going to test anybody that's not within the inner circle, they're probably not going to. Like a cigar lounge, and I'm saying that from a robbery perspective, most people aren't going to go into the cigar lounge and try to rob the place. Um, unless they're trying to steal cigars, you're not going to try to like, you know, bust open the cash register because you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. There's a lot of very large men, a lot of angry men that chill at cigar lounges. We know a lot of them. Most of them are bigger than we are. So it's just like, it's an intimidating place to try to rob. You know what I mean? It's not a fucking hair salon or a nail salon. It's, it's a place you're probably not going to do it. So to, to carry a firearm in there for protection purposes seems to be very much not needed but it's also one of those places that a lot of smokers are very conservative in their mindset and want to exercise a second amendment right. And there's a lot of cigar lounges that don't have anything posted in terms of not being able to carry. So yeah. it's
1: like should you or shouldn't and you? To a certain degree, like if you've been to a cigar lounge, you're 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 inevitably going to be faced with talking about very passionate topics yeah. with yeah. people that you do and sometimes don't haven't even met yet, like or really gotten to know yet. Like, you know, politics comes up a lot, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Movies come up up a lot. Funny enough, religion is a big one that I see. Yeah. It's Turkish Drinking is a big one that always comes up. Yeah, yeah. Religion, like I said. And this one, this one in particular, the one that brought a gun to the table was over a very passionate talk about who was going to win the upcoming fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Which
0: still hasn't happened yet. So it was like, you guys had this conversation months ago.
1: And everybody's like, still wow, super think Tyson's going to win. Tyson's likely going to win. Tyson's going to win. And that one guy, guy I love to death. He's an awesome dude. He's super quiet, but he's a super cool dude. His name's Leon. Leon goes, I think Roy Jones Jr. could take it. And that was a whole like, oh, table flips. And like Yeah, <laughs> like, people went crazy. He, this one individual. Was by like, the way, arms.
0: by the way, he's wrong. Roy June Jr. doesn't stand a fucking yeah. chance. But anyway, but continue.
1: This guy, this guy that pulled the gun was so up in arms about it that he was willing to get in a heated debate and argument with Leon over this thing that Tyson's going to destroy him. It got so escalated. That this gentleman, this very heated gentleman who's trying to talk now Leon into changing his vote, like it's some fucking jury, and we all need a unanimous vote. Yeah, like yeah. literally told him, I will put $80 down on this table that Mike Tyson is gonna win that fight. And and Leon's like, I'm not disputing he can't win, but like, you know, and 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 this guy puts his money on the table, your good old pal Chris, in front of nine other individuals grabs his $80 slowly slides away (laughs) with his money while he's looking at me. He's not even saying a word to me yet. He's just staring at me, take his money. I'm staring at him back. (laughs) I start putting it in my pocket. He goes, man, there's two things you don't fuck with man's money and a man's woman. He's like, put that fucking money back on the table. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> so I put his money back on the table. He's like, man, you that shit you could have got shot over. I was like, oh, you're gonna shoot me? Over he eighty dollars. He's like, if you would have fucking kept at it, yeah, I would have shot you. I was like, Oh, you so see you got a gun on you? And he goes, Yeah, yeah. And he pulls out the gun, sits on the table, and it's a twenty-two, and I started laughing hysterically. And it was not because it was a twenty-two, but because it reminded me of a joke that Bill Burr talked about right, right, on right, one right. of his stand-ups about like why people made fun of Bill Burr for having a 22 to like protect his family in case they a cheer came into his bedroom with a scythe, blah, blah, blah. That's what, that's what popped into my head immediately when this guy set his little silver 22 on the table. I'm like, I literally laughed hysterically. And obviously he had no context of why I was laughing, but I was literally laughing hysterically and he became infuriated. Yeah. That's
0: just (laughs) going to make him more angry. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that whole situation's so fucking strange to me because it's like you're it's in those situations where you're in good company and and the fact that anybody would feel comfortable in saying, Yes, I would shoot you over eighty dollars is like that person's right. got some deep seated fucking issues. Like that I, guy's troubled. He's troubled. That period. It's that simple. He's troubled. Yeah. He's got He's he lacks self confidence and feels like he's like the, and also that weird like you come and say like you don't fuck with a man's money or his woman, yeah. That's so old school. I'd be like, don't fuck with my money and don't fuck with my dogs. You fuck with my dogs, thing. I'm gonna be pissed.
1: I think this is just a general rule of thumb because I don't think anybody expected that topic to get so heated over like just talking right. about
0: two sports. boxers. Like what what skin in the game do you have?
1: Yeah, they're but two old
0: boxers. They're in their fifties.
1: Yeah. We don't, but we don't, like, if, if, if you're a cigar smoker, like, and you go to a lounge, we don't bring our shit with us to the lounge. No. Does that make no. sense? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We don't no, bring no. our stresses. We don't treat it like an AA meeting. It's like a chance for us to relax and kind of get away from like being our own good personal stresses. And just
0: talk about commonality and shit. Yeah, like man. that's
1: that's what people the, do. So, so the fact that there was stress being generated from a lounge over something that there should have been no stress about was so bizarre. And it that was I, so bizarre. And then
0: that somebody felt it necessary to pull out a firearm to flex on somebody else. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that that's a weird. And you know what? It's funny because this is obviously like five things I hate about the cigar industry. That is a very isolated incident. Obviously, that's not happened yeah. as far as I know. I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure people have pulled guns at cigar lounges before because some people just get yeah. squirrely. But yeah, um, just as as it relates to us, it's the only personal experience, and it didn't even happened to me. Again, this is secondhand. This happened to you. It's the only time <laughs> I've ever seen anything like that. It's the only time I've ever heard of an instance that like ever fucking occurring. someone got so bent out of shape about literally an escalation of an argument between two burnout boxers escalated to the point where someone felt it necessary to put a fucking (laughs) firearm on a table to, to, to sideways threaten somebody for jokingly move their money while they were looking at them.
1: Could you imagine reading that police report? No. I wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it? Like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, also...
0: You know it's weird because in a different set of circumstances that would have been or could have been assault with a deadly weapon. Uh-huh. Like those charges get if someone lays a gun on a table and it's directly pointed at you, right? They put the gun out and the gun is there and you are simply joking, obviously looking him dead in the eyes not with any intention to take his money whatsoever, right? Yeah. Someone could have called the police and he could have been arrested for assault with a deadly weapon Yeah, that quickly. It could have went from what it did, which was a, I would say, uh, a deescalated outcome where you could almost say, Hey, it's all good to, Oh, you're serving jail time now because of some stupid fucking thing you did.
1: Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. He'd be sitting in that jail cell. Fucking Tyson's gonna win. I know it. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Have you ever seen that guy anymore at the lounge?
1: Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. And he—he's come up to me, yeah, twice. Oh, really? He acts like nothing ever happened. <laughs> oh, that's
0: unfortunate. <laughs> Maybe one of these times you're like, "Hey, remember that time? <laughs> remember that time you pulled a gun out and you threatened my life? Okay, I just want to make sure we're both clear that that happened."
1: Yeah, we've made very, very brief, small, you know, like hellos. Like yeah. little greetings and that's about it. Has
0: anyone else said anything about him? I God, I feel like I I meant the cigar lounge. He forever. comes
1: he comes up in topics so many so often amongst the group about stupid shit he does. Hmm.
0: So he's just one of those troubled human like
1: beings. He, he got a bunch of like uh, like friends of ours at the lounge. He got a bunch of them kicked out of a bar because he was being belligerent.
0: Yeah, that's a guy to say so he can't be yeah, there. there. You gotta yeah. get that guy out. Yeah. Gotta get him out. Um, that was my last one. That's a good one and it was amongst a list of like, I think I generated like 10. So obviously we can keep this moving yeah. down the road, but I really wanted to do a cigar lounge edition. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, man, this would be really fun to do. So, oh, yeah. and I do a cigar. Some good ones. Um, did post two reviews this week. So the Adventura, the Royal return Queens pearl necklace. How was that one? Um, for a Connecticut, it was quite delightful. Actually, nice. really enjoyed it. Um, and the other one was the Room 101 Cigars 10th Anniversary. So that one's out as well. I just posted that today. So two cigar reviews out this week. You can see those at www.hotticketweek.com. I also do want to show these to you. I totally forgot I was wearing them.
1: Oh, Jesus. Look oh, those Jesus. zebra Crocs,
0: baby. Woo! There's a Croc outlet down the street. I'm going to fucking go check it out and see what I can find there.
1: A Croc outlet.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna really get into fucking like bedazzling Crocs and stuff. I think I'm gonna get a collection of Crocs.
1: You should um get Crocs with a bunch of like cigar labels on them. I can. The world is my
0: oyster. You can literally do anything yeah. to these things. Yeah, I could. Pro- I could legitimately probably do that. I was thinking or, like getting a, pu- a custom pair of Crocs.
1: Or you can get ones that are like swirly brown and call them Crocs as shit. That would be satirical
0: for like, sure. Like that's That'd a be crocker funny. shit. <laughs> Dude, that would be, you know, funny.
1: that actually would be really
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Dude, they're great. They're fucking great. Someone made a joke and I didn't realize what they were saying, but you know, they have the little strappies. Strap. So you can keep the straps forward. But then they were like, but if you want to go into four wheel drive, you fucking put that <laughs> thing in the back. <laughs> put it to the heel. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I never thought about that. It's really funny. I'm new to the croc game, so um, but I'm you know, one pair will definitely turn into like fifty for sure. I'll yeah. we'll have a whole croc collection in no time. Plus they're not really that expensive. And these are the um these ones are they're fuzzy inside. So they're fuzzy oh. crocs. They're oh, super they're, okay. fucking warm. So
1: they're not like traditional like no, wearing no, no, out no. the water crocs. No,
0: they're not like the go into the water crocs, no. They're okay. uh, these are like to wear around the house. But you see these holes. There's these things called giblets. Gym Jimlets? Something Jim like that, bigger. that you, you can bedazzle them. You can put like, there's like, they make things to go in these little holes <laughs> Oh, that like, like jewels and shit. So I'm going to fucking maybe get some blood diamonds or something. I haven't really
1: quite figured it out you yet, should, but you should grow a little mini chia pets out of them. That'd be cool. You could probably do
0: that too. I think you do all yeah. kinds of things. I
1: think it really, you could do anything. Yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but anyway, um, we've got um, something that'll be coming in December that'll be really cool for everybody. It's close to completion, it looks like, which would be very, very awesome.
1: I saw the photo. I'm and it really excited me. about.
0: Um, which means you got to get graphics done, FYI. No problem. Um, yeah, so it's something cool that uh, that we'll have our stamp of approval <laughs> try without trying to say too much um that'll be releasing in december so actually like literally coming up very 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 soon um we'll have something sorry i dropped something pretty dope coming out for the collective masses i think it'll be yeah. really really fun it'll be a good uh, christmas present time frame thing that uh that people could uh get their hands on without spoiling Ooh. too
1: much you should get your crocs with like little edges on the top of the toe and you can put food in and call it crock pots
0: yeah, there's all kinds of croc things you could
1: do. <laughs> yeah, there's all there's all kinds of stuff. Crock pots, but with, you could, this is even simpler. You just put the pot leaf on it. Crock pots.
0: Oh, that's cool. What about uh, ones that are like Betty
1: Crocker? Ooh, just make it butter, baby.
0: Um, You could do ones called Crocodiles, but it, there's just like, there's just watches on them, like little dials. Ooh, like I like it.
1: I like the sub branding there. Yeah. Uh There's
0: all kinds of cool stuff you can do. Speaking of sub branding, um, you can visit our show sponsor www.mycigarpack.com. My this is really cool about my cigar packs. So they actually just recently um, started doing the Factory Direct stuff, which is really yep. fucking cool. So there's been an AJ Fernandez release. There's the Adventura release this month that has come out. I actually just got some samples of those as well. Um, plus the weekly, or sorry, the monthly cigar packs that they actually come out with, which in the last fucking few months have been goddamn fire, man. Some really, really good cigars. Yeah. Um, this last month's pack that we just got, um, featured some dapper cigars, some Villager cigars as well. The, I think the, uh, the TA 2020 was in one of the packs that I received. Um, the La Vensadora was in there, which I actually just smoked earlier today and such a good cigar. I usually don't really like a whole lot of their cigars, but that La Vensadora is like really fucking good. And actually I reviewed the new TAA. So that'll be coming in an upcoming review. Um, I just need to write it, but not terrible. Not terrible. Um, so, yeah, some really fucking good cigars. And it seems like they just continually bring some of the new cigars that come to the marketplace. They're really advancing into their packs, which is awesome. So, it's not a whole bunch of stuff that you've smoked forever. Some of, that, some of those goodies are in there, but then there's a lot of interlaced new cigars in the market, like the... Mil Diaz is in there. The Adventura stuff was in there. The JFR Lunatic Torch was in there. You know, some releases that have just come out in the recent few months are all kind of, you know, be interlaced into those packs. So you get a little bit of what you like and you've been accustomed to. And then you also get a lot of the really good new stuff, again, along with, which is really cool, the factory direct stuff as well. So you have access to that and you can uh, you can get all that at www.mycigarpack.com. That's right. All right. Do you feel better, Chris, that you got a little bit of a break today? Yeah. What are your yeah, plans okay. for
1: the evening? Uh, Try not to get shit on. Yeah. Uh, it's a good plan. Maybe go to bed earlier. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, baby decided. Uh, Kelsey did not believe me. Uh, I was like, you know, she can shit all over you and you can be a foot away from her, right? She's like, no fucking way. Literally. Nailed her yesterday Really? Yeah She's got rocket shits,
0: huh? Yeah She's got this compression shits
1: She's like, why are you trying to cover up her like bits in her butt with another diaper? I was like, so I don't get shit on She's like, what? And she experienced it
0: She got rocket shits, dude That's crazy Rocket shitted That's so wild so weird to take care of a kid, I feel like (laughs) Oh, I don't know how you do it. I've got dogs down, kids. Eh. It's a,
1: ain't no thing. It's just you know slow work. That's it.
0: When do you plan on going to the lounge again? Are you gonna make your way up north anytime soon? Tuesday. You're actually coming up on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, so we're we're trying to make sure that the kids get one on one times with each parent. So Kelsey's gonna spend the day with her daughter mm. and uh, Sutton, our new baby. Yeah. Which that's really the only thing that irks me is I don't like to leave her alone. Right, take care of a baby by herself. Right, um, but Rightfully we're so. noticing that the children need one-on-one times with their parents, um, to the point where it's like it's causing some uh, Outlashings or yeah. aggression and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so so I'll be up there Tuesday.
0: Nice, cool. I'll see if I can meet you there if I'm not going to look at that dog or if I'm in Columbus dropping shit off. Okay, I'll see if I can make my way. That I'm way. excited. I've smoked
1: a cigar. I, I know. I was going to ask weeks. you when's
0: the last time you smoked. I a uh, two weeks. Dude, that
1: sucks. How I thought about th- smoking last night, and I just did couldn't find time.
0: Oh, Literally, oh couldn't God. find time. I feel like you should just bundle up and go do it. I know. It'd be I know. worth it. I, I was actually thinking about doing that like right did now. You, it's cold as shit, you, but dude, I just put. I just put some layers on, put my fucking fleece-lined jeans on, and put my Carhartt coat, and no, I'm I'm good, dude. I get toasty, especially with yeah. a little bourbon. I feel
1: fine. This is my with- withdrawal face. I'm just like, oh, I need I one. I know. It is
0: really weird, and I do have some cigars for you, so we got okay, to cool. make sure we link up so I can give you some of those offload. I had to buy more storage because I just <laughs> – and by the way, haven't really bought anything other than those Andalusian bowls. And I just, dude, just this amount of shit that just keeps coming. I'm just like, I don't have room for all this stuff.
1: Where does the Tupperware go?
0: Great. Remember how many I gave you last time? It was crazy. Like, uh-huh. I still have more to give you. It's like, I don't know what the fuck to do with all this stuff. I know. I can't smoke it fast enough. And it's now the the collection is, um, it's about where it was at. You know, I did like a, what I call the Great Purge of 2019. Oh, yeah. And really trying to move my way through some stuff. I smoked a lot last year. And I smoked a lot in the first part of this year. It's slowing down a little bit. But I smoked a lot last year. And I just dwindled my inventory down just to get it to a manageable level. And, dude, now it's like it's more than I've ever had. I'm like, fuck. I went through it the other day. I'm like, God damn it. Just well, for what
1: we so what much. we don't smoke, let's just make, like, little cigar effigies. You know, like those little, like, <laughs> like wood stick figures that, like, tribes make. <laughs> or, like, Blair Witch shit. We'll just we make should. little effigies of cigars. We
0: could. We make could
1: them, c- make them tree
0: ornaments. A little cigar. Oh, dude, that's not a bad idea. I would love to have a cigar as a tree ornament. It's got to exist somewhere. Hey, thank. Dude, that'd be dope. Maybe I already have one. I may actually have one. No, I have some alcohol ones, I think. But anyway. All right. I hear dogs whining. I think they want to get fed, so um all right man enjoy awesome. your evening full of poopoos and whatever <laughs> else you got coming
1: all right thanks bro all right do we send you some screenshots of like the poop
0: no i'm good i'm good. sure yeah i'm good okay well i'm gonna conclude the episode but just hang on real quick Uh um all right this is episode what did you say earlier was it 173 i don't even know what episode it is i think it's 173 this will conclude episode 173 we'll be back at you next week with episode 174 see you everyone thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast we greatly appreciate it let me tell you how you can get a hold of us you can get a hold of myself at the hot ticket pod on instagram you can get a hold of chris at Hot Ticket Chris on Instagram as well. You can find this podcast. It is available all over the place. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can find the podcast available on video on YouTube. Look up the Hot Ticket Weekly on YouTube, and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.